Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Last Chat. I am Leisha. You know I'm here with my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. So we're talking that talk today with three fabulous authors. We're glad that you tuned into Last Chat, and we hope that you enjoy your time with us. Hey T, how are you? Hey, Alicia girl, I'm doing good. Excited about tonight's show, as always. You know, each show, the excitement is different because each show offers a different flavor. So we love when we have our different guests, our various guests, because just like our shows are different, their personalities and their energy is different. So I'm excited about tonight's show, girl. I definitely agree with that. Um, We always, I think that's why we do what we do. Um, we I love mm-hmm. to read an author's passion because you feel their passion through their pen. But when you can sit and listen to them speak their passion, that makes it mm-hmm. even better. And that normally fills in where word of mouth lacks. Because if you're a new author, you like that word of mouth. So you need mm-hmm. your personality to help be that driving force to bring readers into your, your world. Right. And in addition to that, Lee, you know, sometimes we can have a, a certain plan for the show, but once we get on and once we get our first guest in and their energy flows through the chat room, the show takes on a whole new life as well as a whole new meaning of its own. And that's another thing that we enjoy because just like our listeners are getting to know our special guests each night, we do as well. You know, and every night it seems to be a learning experience. So I'm excited about our tonight's show, and our topic is always on point, you know. So I'm excited to get to know our three guests tonight. Absolutely. And our topic tonight is pretty simple. Um, it's right, It's uh, being a writer versus being an author, and what's the difference. Because oh. um, a lot of people think they're the same thing. But there's one just slight mm-hmm. difference between the two. But I like to be able mm-hmm. to um, 
hear, you know, just the, the, the ideas and the thoughts of different authors when you ask them that, you know, what's the difference between an mm-hmm. author and a writer? And because mm-hmm. sometimes they know, and then sometimes they're like, there is no difference. You know, some people mm-hmm. feel that there there's a big difference, and some feel that there's a slight difference, but it's, I like to hear everybody's opinion about it. That's true. And, you know, we've touched on that subject. Uh, we've touched on it at various times on our show, but it's going to be interesting to hear what an author's take is on a writer versus an author because as long as we've been doing this, everybody has a different type of opinion when you ask them, are you a writer or are you an author? So it's going to be interesting to hear what our guests have to say about those two um, pen to paper, and uh, it's going to be exciting. Absolutely. So we always enjoy uh, our guests that come on as chat. If you're interested in being a guest, we welcome you. Send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. If you are looking to be a sponsor of our show, if you listen to our show and you enjoy um, the platform that we supply to authors and artists, feel free to send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com and make sure you put in the subject uh, sponsorship. We have two sponsorship packages um, available one for um, individuals and one for companies because we do get a lot of publishing companies that bring their authors here and we so appreciate the opportunity um when they do that. And you know, Lisa and I always get on 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 uh on the show and just go on. Like we may not have any new listeners and <laughs> we do apologize. This it's not like we haven't spoken in twenty four hours. <laughs> oh my goodness. Once again my name is Tony and you guys are listening to Let's Chat. And I am always joined by my phenomenal co-host, the one and only Miss Alicia. We come to you live every Thursday and Friday. Now, here on Let's Chat, we love celebrating literature the royal way, no matter what it may be. And not only literature, we've had a plethora of guests on in various uh, capacities in our community. We've had lawyers on. We've had publishers, like Alicia spoke about just a moment ago. We've had artists. We've had music. We've had rappers. You name it, we've kind of had a little inkling of it on Let's Chat. And we love feeling that passion and getting to know why they do what they do here on Let's Chat as well as sharing it with our listeners. So we hope you guys are turned up, excited for our next chapter of Let's Chat. At least there's quite a few books going on around that we want to um make our listeners aware of, and I'm just going to start it out, you know, because it's a, it's a mouthful. Lisa and I, we kind of like piggyback on, on so many great reads, and we try to make sure we get them all in. So um, I'm going to go with, uh, we got our first sponsor, Mr. Peter Mack. You know, we love Peter Mack here on Let's Chat. Lisa, actually, I just finished Affiliated Part 2. Girl, I just got to let it marinate in my head before I send over that review for you. <laughs> it's a great series, and I'm so looking forward to part three. If you haven't read a Peter Mac book, man, don't hesitate to get that one click going. And if you'd like to know, know a little bit more about Peter Mac, head on over to Peter Mac Presents at gmail.com. I think that's right, Leash. Just correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I'm trying to go for memory, but they do say the first thing to go is the memory. <laughs> I 
know, in addition right? to Peter Mac. <laughs> in addition to Peter Mac, we had a Nika pre presents. We have Imani Hilton that's sent for us, and I do believe she is pinning part two. And from Nini and Arthur is Black, we have Diamonds, Pumps, and Glock. That's their latest. You can get that anywhere books are sold, as well as QueenCityBullies.com. And uh, Rance McNeil has one coming out momentarily, so look forward to that. He's posting it, as well as Lisa and I are posting it on our page. So those are just a few of the ones that I'm doing from memory, Lisa. And don't forget, Escamillion. She has quite a few books out there. And her pen has grown, and she gives you a variation of, of what it is that she puts out. She kind of mixing it up. That's the beauty of an author's pen, not knowing what she's going to pen next, but you know it's going to be good. And what else has got there in the, out there in the literary world that they could pick up, Leash? Well, actually, Peter Mac has affiliated three available on paperback, and it will be ready mm-hmm. for pre-order on uh, ebook. Uh, December the 1st, so make sure you guys keep your cyber eyes peeled um, for that hot, hot read. And this fabulous author, J.B. Bample, she is awesome, y'all. Y'all make sure y'all pick up her College Life series. She is really the sweetest um, person that I have met. She came on Uh our show. We did an interview with her. So if you want to listen to her interview and just to get to know a little bit about the author behind the pen, feel free to check out our archives. Um, And you also want to get Shakima. She has Mafia Mama. That is her first debut release. Make sure you go out and support this new author. That is available on paperback and on Kindle, and it'll be coming to Nook soon. And then, as always, Auntie, that's life. Teresa B. Howe. Now, as if I'm not mistaken, she is pinning part two. So we want you to keep your cyber mm-hmm. eyes peeled for that. But, Auntie, when I say drama, suspense, it's got all that going on, and you know they're at church. <laughs> and we- that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> That is a lot. But, you know, we want to shout out, you know, we love him here, uh, Justin, Justin Q. Young. And um, he has a collab that is out uh, with Terry Branch, who is wonderful, Mm -hmm. y'all. I mean, I met her at the 556 Chick Kickback. She is awesome. Mm -hmm. She really is so creative so passionate about what she does and Justin is if you don't know Justin Q. Young you guys got to make sure you follow him on Facebook because he he is he is an author he is awesome so those two pins together you know that they have pinned some fire and their new book is called Firestarter and it is available mm-hmm. on Amazon and I believe you can get a um, you can order an autograph copy um, at mm-hmm. MKT, that's M as in Mary, K as in Kitten, T as in Tony, dot com, forward slash firstborn design. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I got to get something to me here. <laughs> so make sure that you pick up that fire starter and see what's going on with those hot, hot pens. Well, while Leisha's taking a quick drink over there, I just want to say I picked up my fire started today, Leisha. You know, I had that. I had a moment at work, 
and I saw uh, Justin's post, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to get my copy of this. So I can't wait to get a free moment because we really get a free moment here on Let's Chat to, to read because we have so many things that we are involved in. But it's good to have it available for when I do have that moment. So I'm looking forward to diving into pages of that. Absolutely. And both Justin and Terry will both be at my um, Divas Luncheon for Literature, which mm-hmm. is, December, is December, which is March 4th <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. We will also have uh, Blake Carrington, Tamika Newhouse, uh, Travis Keir, who is a model and actor, uh, Felicia Hamilton, who will be our keynote speaker, Victoria Christopher Murray, uh, Rashonda Tate Billingsley, D.E. Adams, Rihanna Mallory, Sharif Jadon, and Sharon Bennett. They will all be the featured authors there at the Divas Luncheon um, and Literature event, and that mm-hmm. is March till January 1st, and then they will go up um, to the regular price, and then on Sunday, I am sponsoring a Writer's Pro workshop, so for all of those who don't know, Victoria Christopher Murray and Rashonda Tate Billingsley have a Writer's Workshop that they put on. Um, I took it when it was online, and then they have expanded it, so... Mm-hmm. I am sponsoring one that's going to be in Atlanta on March the 5th. Um, And those seats are limited. Um, It is a five-hour course, which is equivalent to a four-week writing course. And when I tell y'all, y'all about to get some knowledge about literature and writing and writing styles and how to properly pin things and put things together, you will get a plethora Mm -hmm. of information because they will drop jewels left and right. Now, those seats are limited. They are on pre-order as well till January. I'm sorry, pre-order. They're on early bird order until January 1st as well. So, And those classes tend to fill up fast. So make sure you secure your spot. Um, a lot of people are asking about my luncheon. Some people are like, oh, it's a luncheon. It's a luncheon with a twist. Um, for one, mm-hmm. we're going to be celebrating literature, but at the same time, we are going to honor um, and give back to community organizations or nonprofits. And so um, for our first, well, for my first event, it's going to be an organization called When I Grow Up, um, which was founded by Kirsten King, and it is in Columbus, Columbus Georgia, and her mm-hmm. vision is so awesome. I love anything that is about the youth and anything that is for kids and about kids. And her program is geared towards females, with young ladies, but she loves on them. And sometimes we have so much going on in our communities that we say we should be doing this and we should be doing that. And sometimes it could be the smallest thing as just talking to somebody, a, a young kid, that may not have mm-hmm. somebody to talk to or love on them or support them or be there them or encourage or affirm. They may not have those things. It might just be being a big brother or a big sister or anything that you can do because that one small gesture can keep someone from making a bad choice, hooking up with the wrong people, um, which will help. You know, I think it will help any little bit 
that you do um, in the world to help to help everybody be better is is like the best thing you can do. Um, and I mm-hmm. think starting with the youth is is the way to go because between the youth um, and the elderly, those are the two groups that are always like overlooked and kind of left out. I mean, they do have tons mm-hmm. of organizations for them, but when you think about when it comes down to cuts, they get cut first. They cut the youth and Absolutely. the elderly first. So just doing mm-hmm. what we can to to just help for creativity um, and art in the arts of it, of any climax, whether it's music or um, literature, just anything that encourages kids to do something. Um, to be creative, mm-hmm. to to kind of have something to take their frustrations if they have that, some something positive around them because some kids don't have that. And so I love right. kids, and I, I just I, I want to always be able to love on them because I think that's all they really need sometimes is somebody just to love on them. Mhm. And they don't get that a lot these days, like you said. And that's that's really being missed. So um, hats off to her. And if you want to get to know her a little bit better, you can check her out on our archives. We recently had her on the show, and that was another great interview. So please make sure you head on over there. And uh, you, I'm sure you'll find something to your fancy and check us out. Absolutely. And if you are looking to be part of the Diva Function, um, we already have our featured authors, but we still are seeking items for our swag bags, sponsors for our event, media partners for our event. Send your request to writingroyaltypromotions at gmail.com. Um, this platform is a way to celebrate literature. If you're a new author, it's a great way to kind of get yourself out there and acclimated to readers. If you are in the area, come on out. And make sure you grab you a seat because all this, all of these authors have so much to add, uniquely add to the industry that as a new author, you're going to get nothing but jewels. You're going to get nothing but jewels that are gonna, that's going to help you push your pen and your brand to where you want it to be. And I picked these authors specifically for a reason because of what they all uniquely bring to the industry. I'm excited. It's going to be a great weekend. And uh, like you said, uh, please send in your donations for the grab bag. And uh, that that weekend is going to be here before we know it, Leash. So it's really exciting. I know. And uh, as we get closer, I'm hoping uh, the the guests and those that are possibly coming are getting just as excited as we are. And uh, I'm really, really excited. This is my first event, um, and I want to eventually do two a year. And mm-hmm. I just, I'm excited. This is a really exciting moment. So I appreciate everyone who openly and just freely have uh, opened their hands and opened their, their knowledge to anything I asked if I didn't know, Um I can call Tamika. I can call, you know, I can call Felicia, um, Michelle Moore. I mean, there's just so many authors that are just there just to offer um, any assistance that you you need, and I appreciate them so very much. 
we have a fabulous show for you today. Um, we're going to start doing something a little bit different in 2017. So what I did was, if you go are friends with me on Facebook, I posted our our conversation for today. And our topic for today is, what's the difference between an author and a writer? 2017, we'll be doing either posting of the topics or a live um, so that we can get interaction through people, more than people that just call in. Because sometimes people can't call mm-hmm. in. They might be at work. Um, we do have the uh, iTunes where you can listen to us at iTunes. But, you know, sometimes people can't do that. Sometimes they're just available to type. So we want to be able to mm-hmm. um, open that door and allow them to step in and share their knowledge. So we're going to share some of the posts that we have. We're going to take a brief break, and we're going to come uh, back with Michelle Mitchell, who is our first guest. She's going to kick in the chat room door and talk that talk with us today. We appreciate you guys, and we're going to – Give you a little bit of Aaron Bebo. If you don't know who Aaron Bebo is, make sure you hit him up on Facebook. But he has a single called Keys to Bolivia. He is the author. He is a publisher. He is very talented. And we want to play his single here on Let's Chat. Okay. I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, once more she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, once more she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone Shorty like my body, set my name first Gonna make up, go in the same purse We out here on the grind she got the same thirst, I got her mind, body, and soul, three-round burst. My soldier in heels, the breast behind the ski mask, Netflix and chill. As I roll out the weed bag, she show how she feel. You know a nigga see that, she want my attention, and she know it's time to be back. I'm always down the block, put on Mary J. Blige, pump like handles so she see a mirage. When it's deep, my rib can feel a squeeze from her thighs. I could tell that she mind by the look in her eyes. If we get caught in the act, we'll be sentenced to life, so when it's time to throw down, we don't ever think twice, taking shots at the missus, but this is my wife, so all them shots be misses, bitch, get you a life, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, once more she gone, like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong, roll up one whiff and I'm gone, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, once more she gone, like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong, roll up one whiff and I'm gone, how you doing, love? What's your name, number, and sign? You so divine. Let me look at you from behind. Yeah, your body banging. Coke bottle, some type of model. Digging how when you move through the crowd, the eyes follow. Got my attention. You got my head spinning. The kind of feeling that got you tripping so revealing. Mind state of a hustler, your style so appealing. I'm looking for a trip to Bolivia if you willing. The boy taking Szechuan State and take a break from the day to day. We can get away on a holiday. Vibing, coasting, bragging, boasting. Chopping it up, back to back, blunts in motion Hugging the ocean, shopping, copping, designer Baby, tell me how that sound, I want the finer Things in life, A1 weed, papers and pipes And we can get it right I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at 
the time once more she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whip when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time once more she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whip when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone Alright, alright, alright. Yeah. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. This is Leisha. I'm here with my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk today with three fabulous authors. Our first author to kick in the chat room door is Michelle Mitchell. Hey, Hello. how are you? Good, how are y'all? Hi, Michelle. We are Hi. Good. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Now tell everybody a little bit about yourself and perhaps something not many people know about you. Okay, I am from Kennesaw, Georgia. Went to Georgia Southern University. Um, the X Chronicles was my first published work, and something people probably don't know about me, I actually auditioned for Jennifer Hudson's part in Dream Girls. Oh. <laughs> That's exciting. Really? <laughs> okay, you wow. told me not to let you just slide over there. Just ease that up in there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just ease that. You can't ease something like that on us and be like, oh, well, you know, I did do this. But, you know, that was just sin. You got to give us some details. Was it for the play? Was it for the movie? Details, details, details. It was for the movie Dream Girls, and I was – kind of voluntold by someone at my church, like, you're going to go audition, and I signed you up, and I wasn't going to go, and then I did go, and there were hundreds of people there, men and women. Um, Tawanda Braxton was there, which I don't know why she thought she would be Effie White, since Effie White was a more full-figured woman, but um, I did Mm -hmm. audition terribly, and I did not get a call back. Did not get a call back, but I I did go through with it. It was um it was it was interesting. <laughs> That's exciting. Absolutely, yes. And the important thing is that you went because you started not to go, and so you right. still stepped out and did something different. You know, a lot of times we get wrapped up in kind of, I say, existing, so we think, and we never really take mm-hmm. risks or do something that we wouldn't normally do, but you did that, hunty. They have to tell you that. You like, the fact that I came is good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely an experience, I, I will say that, and, I, and I'm shy, so for me to have done that and not passed out, that that, that was a win in mm-hmm. itself. Absolutely. Wow. Sometimes you just got to step outside that fear. <laughs> That's what happened that day. Absolutely. Now, yeah. what made you become a writer? What was going on in Michelle's world that made her that made her say, okay, I'm about to do this? Well, I actually, I wrote, of course, for my, for my college newspaper, and then I um, worked briefly um, for a publication based here in Atlanta, um, but to write a novel, it was actually, it started as a distraction from writing my essays for class. <laughs> I know how that is. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to write this paper, but let me see what else I can write. <laughs> so we just learned all sorts of stuff I got to write it in. And you only been here three minutes. 
It started as a yep. It started as a distraction, and then one day I was like, I got like a thousand words. Let me see what else I can do. And I kept going, and I'm like, oh, I finished the book. But yeah, the papers got done too, though. I did finish my papers. I got A's on my papers. I was about to ask you. I was about to finish that paper. I, I did finish, but I did used to have a little trick, though. Yeah, I, I had a way around it, though. So just in case anybody's listening, if you have a midnight deadline, what you do is you email and say, see the attachment, but then you don't attach it, so then you still have a whole day to oh. finish your paper <laughs> on that next day. Um, I guess 
for me, it was believing in your story. Because I would start and I'd send my friends some chapters and say, what do you think about this? And they say, oh, I love it. I'm like, are you just saying that because you're my friend or do you really like it? And it's like I wanted them to say something bad. And it's Mm -hmm. like you don't just hype yourself up and say, oh, I know this is good. And maybe some people do, but for me, I just kept wanting Mm -hmm. them to say something bad because I didn't want them to hype me up. I wanted the real honest truth about it because I feel like Mm -hmm. you can't grow if you don't know the truth, which, I mean, everybody has an opinion, but I still feel like even if their opinion is harsh for whatever reason, it still helps you to grow because either you're going to be motivated to get that one reader to say, I like them better on this Mm -hmm. next book. Or you'll just be motivated for yourself to just always want to improve. So for me, it was just Mm -hmm. being my biggest critic and not really thinking it was going to happen. And then when I hit the end, then I was Mm -hmm. like, did I really just write a book? Is it good? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is it going to get published? (laughs) Right. And that kind of leads to my next question. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you are your worst critic, but, you know, when you're in school, and I'm just going to keep going back to the school, you you do write. And mm-hmm. when you become an author, it's a different flavor. So do you feel that there's a difference between a writer and an author? I do feel like there's some differences. With, um, when I was a writer, I was assigned what I was going to write. It was, you're going to go mm-hmm. interview this artist, and you're going to be asking them about, their work and creating a story from it, or we want you to write this piece and we want you to make sure you touch on these topics. Whereas when you're an author, it's pretty much out of your head and you're creating this whole plot and character struggles and it's all coming out of your head. Now, of course, there's editors and copy editors that may give some critique and things that you could do to improve, but it totally is your vision coming out of your head unless you're a ghostwriter. Whereas for me, you know, for a writer, they're not printing out a published work. Now, they're going through a publication, but that's not just their baby. Because I had articles, mm-hmm. and I clip, kept my article clips, but this to me feels way more mine than those articles that I wrote for the publication I worked for. Mm-hmm. More personal. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And how does your book relate to your spiritual uh, or to your regular life when you what story did you write in the anthology Um, mine was called plot to take over Washington and um, the character um, was a gold digger she had high aspirations but of course she worked in an environment where it's a boys club and it's kind of similar to the world that I work in because I work in higher ed and also for the state so there are a lot of men that are in higher up positions and they seem to have more authority. And then I see for the women who manage to break into that club, some of the adjustments and things that they feel like they have to make in order to be seen and in order to be heard. So that's kind of what that character had to go through because she knew she was qualified, but she had to show them she was qualified. And she, I guess, felt like she had to do a little bit more don't we always? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially if you're a black mm-hmm. woman on top mm-hmm. of that. Oh, absolutely. Talk, Talk it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Now, and it is funny because with this whole election thing, I just mm-hmm. really feel like as women, and I'm not, as people always say, I'd be bashing men. I don't necessarily bash men, but I'm just saying that 
especially in the African-American community, black women are the most of the time the providers, the protectors. And mm-hmm. I think women in general, because we are the backbone of our family, you know, we're going to be up for attacks. I really feel that we're going to be fighting for a lot of rights um, that we have. I totally agree. Um, I, you know, I, read a, yeah, I read an article saying that black women were the ones really pushing for Hillary over um, white women. And it just makes you wonder, is it because they don't feel like a woman could be in power? Was it all the email scandals that made them waver? Like, what was it that made them not want to take that moment to say, okay, this is who we have to choose from, and based on her experience, why not let a woman try this? Why not a woman? Like, what what was their mentality that made them go the other way? Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to hear times, it. Yeah, because I think a lot of times people are, especially women, they probably still, and I'm not going to assume white women, but some women still feel away because she stood by Bill Clinton when he yeah. had his cheating scandal. But the average woman stands by her man if he cheats. Everybody it just wasn't publicized. Right That's the difference. It just wasn't. Everybody just don't know your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right. you can't knock her for doing what a woman would do because you, you ain't going to leave the first time either. You're going to you're going to leave the second time or maybe if, if you leave then. And back in the day, you have to understand Hillary is not young. So back in the day, they they kind of took cheating differently. It was it was mm-hmm. different opposed to now. And so leave that woman alone. Well, first of all, yeah. it's her business, and everybody shouldn't be up in it. Just like, you know, you don't want That's no right. one all up in your business. You know, everybody has an opinion about somebody else. But when it comes to them and they can be Uh in that same boat, it's a different story. True. Yeah, You never know what somebody's going through, what's going on behind there. Exactly. They close the door. Absolutely. If I can be superficial for a second, I did want to know who put that edge control on her hair because that's the best edge control I have ever seen anybody have. So if anybody is listening and you know what kind of edge control, please send me a message because I want to know. <laughs> a sister wants to know. Oh, right. no, that's right. Now, are you working on a novel outside of the anthology? Mm-hmm. I actually um, just released my debut on November 1st. Um, it's called Truth Is. It's in ebook format right now. I'm trying to finalize the details for the paperwork. So that was the one I was working on when I should have been doing my paper. <laughs> we won't tell nobody. And are you gonna put that out to Brown Girls or did you go uh or did you put it out uh, independently? Independently. I self published it. So I'm very proud okay. of myself is that was going, you know, back and forth with it for a while, and I could have gave up on it, but I went ahead and released it, and and it's mine, good, bad, and different. It's mine, so I'm I'm proud of myself. Absolutely. Now, Ooh. tell us what we can expect um, from this novel of yours. Okay. Well, it's called Truth Is, and it's about when you're first starting out in a relationship, you don't always tell everything about yourself up front. So what happens when all those things left unsaid comes to the forefront, and how do you handle it? 
girl. You just said a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) I think every person on this earth can relate to that. Well, you didn't tell me that. Well, it never really came up to tell you. (laughs) That's that's in the news every day. Mm -hmm. It's all kind of headlines with people falling in love and finding out they fell in love with crazy. Every day. Oh yes. And crazy don't get better. Absolutely. Crazy gets. And crazy worse. don't go That's away either. About crazy. <laughs> crazy don't mm-hmm. get better. Crazy gets worse. So if crazy was crazy in the beginning, it's gonna be crazier later. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get rid of crazy. That's so true. Just a testimony. <laughs> hmm That's so true. So true. Wow. Now, now tell we us here, what, what's the difference now. between. Oh, um, I'm sorry, Lee. No, I wanted to ask her the difference in the approach between writing an anthology and writing your own whole novel. What was the difference in that? Well, with the anthology, we had a, I think, 3,500-word count. So mm-hmm. trying to write a story that can tell the whole story and reach people and not make them feel like there's pieces missing that's the tricky part because you're restricted to that word count. Whereas with the mm-hmm. novel, I think it's like 70,000 words. So I was able mm-hmm. to give more description of what's going on, build more off the story. Because with the anthology, um, all of us have kind of talked like, oh, you know, people have said certain things about the story, like, oh, I wish you could have told us more about this character or told us more about the drama between the two. But with that restricted word count, you really got to try to say, okay, what am I keeping in here and what am I taking out? Because you have to make sure that you're not being too wordy and not saying anything at all versus Mm -hmm. having just the right amount of words but actually telling a story. So it definitely is something to help you learn because I know I've been Mm -hmm. told that I can be wordy. So (laughs) so doing the (laughs) anthology is definitely uh, helpful in trying to learn how to tell the story without rambling, basically. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now I do have a question. Do you prefer uh, to write in first person or third person? Um, So far I've only written in third person with, um, because I'm actually in the single mama dating drama anthology too, which just came out. And I'm trying to think, I think I might have wrote that one in first person. Um, So that one was, was, I can't even say it was, easier to do because I kept finding in some areas I wanted to go back to third person and I was having to correct myself so third person is the easy go-to I guess I would say and then first person it's like you're having to go back and check that I'm I'm still learning I'm new to all of this so that that's definitely one I've tried to do and I see I I go back but um, third person is the, the crutch for me like I can definitely do that one and not switch up so most of my stuff will probably be third person. <laughs> I can see we can tell it's gonna be exciting just to just to know that you have something coming out and see what you have put the pages of whatever it is that you're putting out <laughs> because it's like the unexpected. Yeah, I'm, yes, I was always that child. I was the one making forts out of Monopoly boards and having my sisters flipping off the bunk beds with me onto the sofa. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was that child. <laughs> wow. Now, I have a fun question for you because mm-hmm. I, and I'm going to put it, I'm going to kind of rephrase it because 
I just don't know what to expect your answer's going to be. You have been <laughs> you have come up into the chat room and just, just got papers all over the place, girl. So my question <laughs> to you is, <laughs> and I, you see this beautiful rainbow. You know, you you come out and you see this beautiful rainbow over the setting, over the setting sky, and there's a color missing, and you are that color to make that rainbow just burst with 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 flavor and colors. What color would it be, and why? I'm saying raspberry because for some reason raspberry beret came into my head right when you said what color am I. Uh-huh. Raspberry beret. Yeah, I don't know why, because the, 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 the raspberry came out, and then I thought about a beret, and then I started thinking about Prince's song. See, we don't know what to expect. See, that proves my point. I don't know what you were going to say, girl, and you just took it, took me there. Yeah. Oh, raspberry, a burst of raspberry beret. Hey, you can't get no better than that. And I don't know if that's the lyric, Absolutely. so Prince, please don't come find me in my dream, but that's what came to my head. <laughs> and that, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so when I look up and I see a burst of raspberry and I'm wondering what it is, I'm going to be thinking about you, girl. <laughs> please do. Yeah, mm-hmm. She put that raspberry up there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was Literally. all her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very interesting. Very we so interesting. appreciate you coming and kicking with us this evening in the chat room. We want you Thank to you. shout out all of your social media um, and your book and where everybody can get all the books that you have pinned in um, so that they can get their work going. Okay, so truth is, single mama dating drama and the X Chronicles are all available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. You can follow me um, on Facebook at author Michelle Mitchell, as well as Instagram at author Michelle Mitchell, and my website is www.authormichellemitchell.com. So pretty much, author Michelle Mitchell <laughs> is where you can find me. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. And your book is going to be available at Amazon, you say? Yes, it's on Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you've really given us a, a, a great interview tonight. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> well, she's so she came up here in the first three minutes. And all my minutes. family will say that. <laughs> in the first three minutes, like Lisa said, just shook stuff up. <laughs> We just we we was just learning some stuff. We ain't even know now we know we know all your business. We know you was writing papers and, and trying to avoid writing papers. We know that you was emailing fake emails. <laughs> well if nobody took anything else away from my interview, then at least they know how to cheat and buy themselves a day when they are writing their essays. Got that email scandal. Like <laughs> we got email scandal. <laughs> oh man! Oh my goodness! We so appreciate you. We appreciate you, and you are welcome back into the chat room anytime. Thank you. Yes. And I'll make, I'll make sure I don't eat as much chocolate next time, so I won't be so random. <laughs> oh no! You are oh, fine. Okay. You are just fine. <laughs> All right, thank Thanks y'all. for joining us.
never any growth. It's like reading the first book four and five times again. They're same, there are the same er- errors, sentence structure. At this point, I consider myself to be a writer. I constantly learn and continue to develop by writing my writing ability. I was an author when I wrote my first novel in 2007. Then I, I was new and really didn't know a lot about quality and writing uh, about quality and writing ability. That's my understanding between writer between a writer and an author. I'm an author who writes. <laughs> LOL. Um, <laughs> I, I can see where she's coming from. But I think that an author also masters uh, their craft as well in the structure and sentences and um, the learning of the industry. I don't think that necessarily makes you an author, but Mm -hmm. I do. So I do partially agree that it is legal jargon. Um, I think they're both the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so does author Saeedsa. Lam, he says to Maddox, linguistically, it is the same. You know, Lisa, I kind of like uh, author um, Danielle, what she said. You know, they do start out as writers, but if you stick with it and you want to make make your passion and make a career of it, eventually you do become an author. So I I see how it goes hand in hand, and and Saeed kind of, you know, mimic that as well so it's interesting to hear the different takes and some of them are authors on the page and and we're not sure if all of them are authors that are responding but it's interesting to hear the different people's take on it absolutely absolutely we're going to take a brief break while we wait chat room and we will continue commenting uh or talking about the comments that we're receiving on the post um, about the difference between an author and a writer. This is Let's Chat. I am Miss Leisha, and I'm kicking it with the fabulous Miss Tony, and we will be right back. Oh, pull up on a bump of that viral. Shot him on a go, come a viral. Uh, yeah. Anywhere I go, you know the viral. Uh, bottle on a 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 bottle. Pull up on a bump of that viral. Shot him on a go, come a viral. Anywhere I go, you know the bay roll. I ball in the stove cause the bay roll. I came out of the street, so the bay roll. You know we gon' eat cause the bay roll. You know about me, you know the bay roll. And I'll be my nigga bay roll. Yo, ball like a hot boy, a hot boy, a hot boy, a hot boy, bay roll. Yo, ball like a hot boy, a hot boy, a hot boy, a hot boy, bay roll. I came out of the street, so the bay roll. You know we gon' eat cause the bay roll. You know about me, you know the bay roll. And I'll be my nigga bay roll. Say you got gang, nigga, roll up. You move too fast, boy, slow up. When the time come with the dough up.
cause the bank roll. I came out of the streets so the bank roll. You know we gon' eat cause the bank roll. You know about me, you know the bank roll. And I'll be my nigga bank roll. Yo, ballin' like a hot boy, hot boy, hot boy, hot boy, bank roll. Yo, ballin' like a hot boy, hot boy, hot boy, hot boy, bank roll. I came out of the streets so the bank roll. You know we gon' eat cause the bank roll. You know about me, you know the bank roll. And I'll Are you an author looking for promotional services or a reader looking for a great read at low prices? In this competitive world of books, Writing Royalty Promotions is dedicated to bringing authors and readers together to build a greater respect for literature through our various promotional services and online bookstore. So head over to writingroyaltypromotions.com and check us out. Yes, we are back. We are back. This is Let's Chat. And we have more authors that are chiming in. Shout out to all the authors that um, have commented on the post on Facebook. We do appreciate you guys. We're waiting for our next guest, the fabulous Vivica Butterfly, to fly into the chat room and kick it with us. Let's go over some more of these responses while we wait for her. Oh, we have... Uh, Joshua Brown, who is a best-selling author, a writer doesn't necessarily have anything published. An author has published writing. Author Michelle D. Jackson, an author is a job. A writer is a calling. And Mm -hmm. Tiffany agrees with that. Then we got the fabulous Mm -hmm. Matt McCain. McLean, an author is one who expresses their ideas in writing. Or like literary work, whereas a writer is someone who writes novels, poems, or essays, and they are a composer of literary work. And then you have Ronnie J. Wright. Anyone can write, but not everyone can be a writer. All right. Yes. Awesome, awesome points. We appreciate you guys chiming in on our topic today. What do you think, T? What's the difference between an author and a writer for you? Oh, I'm still kind of torn, Leash, because, you know, some people, like our last guest, she was just writing when she was in school, and her writing eventually turned her into an author. So I do know, I do believe that they interact with each other. It's just, it's like the chicken before the egg, you know. Am I a writer first or am I an author first? Torn in between the two. Absolutely. I, have and been, I, I have really keep think the only difference is one, one has True. published work and one doesn't. But I think that they're both the oh. same. Um, mm-hmm. And even when we listen, look at the uh, responses to the post, everybody's basically saying the same thing. But the one thing I hmm. love that everybody is saying is they're mentioning the passion, the, that the author or the writer has a passion for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think that and is I think awesome that passion point. is what leads passion is what leads writers to become authors. You can kind of you know say it in that vein as well. I definitely agree with that. It's it's the fire that burns them to push their pen to 
to the next level. And I think from being a writer to an author, author is just the next level. And that's really just sharing your work with um, a lot of people and, Mm -hmm. you know, allowing them to pay you for that. And that's where the author comes into play. Absolutely. These are some valid, valid points. Oh, we have Eva Arrow. She actually said not much. She posted the um, definition of both. A person who, mm-hmm. an author is a person who has written something, especially a person who has written a book or has or who writes many books. A person who starts or creates something such as a plan or idea. One who originates mm. or creates. And then for a writer, she posted someone who work who someone whose work is to write books, poems or stories. Someone who has written something. Um, not that right as an author, one who writes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still sounds like the same Absolutely. thing to me. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the same thing to me. And you see the examples that are listed underneath where the word writer is being used. Absolutely. Yes. This is mm-hmm. awesome. And people are still putting in with their responses. Mm-hmm. Somebody is writing because I see where it says somebody's typing a, a comment, so maybe they went back to read some of the responses that we have. Uh-huh. I don't know who this is, but the message hasn't popped up just yet. Once it pops up, so okay. we will shout it out. Okay. It's good to hear yeah, all those different opinions, though. Absolutely. It definitely is. I, I hear you can hear the passion for what they do just in their action, um, answers alone. You know, authors are really passionate about what it is that they do and the work that they put out. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Hmm. That's kind of like saying, I guess it would really be no saying as far as a reader and an avid reader. That's kind of, you see what I'm saying? Sometimes mm-hmm. you could just be reading, but if you're an avid reader, you just love and you kind of devour the words that are written by an, a writer or an author. So they all kind of play a role in and among each other. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think we will do a clip. We always love to do clips here on Let's Chat. Okay. Let's do Finding Forrester, The Key to Writing. I love this one. Oh, um, we'll be right back. On point. <laughs> okay. The words we write for ourselves are always so much better than the words we write for others. Move. Go ahead. Go ahead and what? Write. 
What are you doing? I'm writing. Like you'll be. When you start punching those keys. Is that a problem? No, I'm just thinking. No. <laughs> no thinking. That comes later. You write your first draft with your heart. And you rewrite with your head. The first key to writing is to write.
everything that I did, it kind of influences my work. So a lot of times, like some of the stuff that I write about, it has references uh-huh. to basketball and uh, some of my other interests as well. So it has a big impact uh-huh. on the things that I write. Oh, that's interesting. That's a different spin on it. Now, as I was listening to you, as you described yourself that you've been writing, you know, our topic tonight is what's the difference between a writer and an author. Uh, and a lot of our guests, Leash, I don't know if you picked up on it, but just listening to Julius as he's, you know, introducing himself, a lot of our guests start off saying, I've been writing for dot, dot, dot. Not that I've been an author since dot, dot, dot. You you see where I'm going with that? Right. So what do you consider yeah. yourself, an, an author or a writer? Well, I consider myself an author now because I I just published a book and I have that type of mindset of having the experience of having ah. done a book, how to get to the point of doing another book and writing multiple books where I guess like sometimes when people write, if they've never published something before, they might not see themselves as an author or see it as something that's possible for them to achieve. So it may just be mm-hmm. that that obstacle of thinking that it's not something that they can do because a lot of people write, but they don't they don't think that their writing is good enough or they may not think that they're ready to become an author or they may, may never think that they might be able to become an author. So I think the difference is that I, I've been writing for a while and I've always enjoyed writing. But after mm-hmm. a while when I got everything together and when I was writing my poems, this book was actually another idea. I originally had another book idea before, and I was writing that, mm-hmm. but I started writing poetry, a lot of poetry at the same time, and, and I had the idea of, of making a collection of poetry. So once I kind mm-hmm. of got a certain idea, that's when I thought of myself as an author, or at least thought that I wanted to write a book. And now that I've actually mm-hmm. published a book, I feel more like an author than just a writer. So I think for me that was the difference. I, I did view myself as a writer or someone who, who enjoys writing, but now I can look at myself in a different way than now that I've been able to publish a book and, and get that out there. Mm-hmm. Now, Ju, this is Tony. Ju. You don't come in here and just put a whole different spin on it. I, you you had me at mindset because I could see whereas like you said, you start off as a writer, and that's been some of the responses that Leisha has gotten on her page. I'm not sure if you have been on the page to see the, the various responses to our questions tonight, but I can see how you just described your literary journey part of a mindset, and I think you have a really key and valid point because some people may not see themselves as authors un- unless they've had that first published piece of work. So I liked your response, and I can see that, and you've just added a different spin to it. And, and sometimes Absolutely. when I when I when I think about it, it's like when I talk to people, I might say that I'm a writer, and and they would tell mm-hmm. me that I'm an author because sometimes it's just not something that I'm used to doing. You know, even though mm-hmm. I I am an author and I've done it, I just haven't 
been doing it for that long. My book was published on April 29th, so it hasn't even Uh been out a full year, and this is my first book. So it still feels strange even calling myself an author, but sometimes people will tell me to do it because they see the the difference or the distinction between the two. Uh And you have to speak. You have to speak it out there. You may not see yourself as such, but you have to think of the the bigger picture and what your your long term goals are. And sometimes you have to keep speaking it, um, so that your mind catches up with your feet because sometimes your feet move faster than your mind. So you gotta mm-hmm. speak that out there. You have to um kind of change your verbiage, like you were saying, because that's part of encouraging yourself in the process of becoming um a a best-selling author or whatever your writing goal, but you want to make sure that you are encouraging yourself at all times um, because sometimes writing gets frustrating. You know, you, everybody doesn't like everything you write. Everything you write is not going to hit, but you have to speak into yourself because sometimes you may not have those people to speak into you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right, right. I, I understand 100% what you're saying, Um it's just like you said, um, the mindset, and also you can view yourself as both as well. It's just when I guess to, like you said, to use that verbiage, like when you're using it and trying to see yourself as an author, it's certain times, but uh-huh. in, in certain ways, some people could look at themselves as writers too, because writing extends outside of just being an author. Because even with me, I wanted to do movie scripts. And, and that's something I've been working on as well is working on some movie scripts and other types of writing. So it can, it can take several different forms, but you can be an author and you can be a um, a poet or a playwright or someone who's writing in all types of different ways, but it's also good to establish yourself as each one. Uh-huh. And also, Julius, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily consider themselves an author until they see their name on the spine or on the cover of a book. And that also can play a key role in that mindset. Because if you have in your mind that I know my name is up there, I can look at that shelf and and see my book up there and my name is up there. As a writer, where do you see your name on a published piece of work? So that all kind of, it's like the, I was telling Alicia, it's like the egg before the chicken. You know, how do you consider yourself? So that all uh, because, you know, you have, you have authors that they might not have finished their book, but they have their cover. You know, their cover is their visual, their, their motivator. Uh, and they use that to, to help push them through the process. So I definitely agree. That was a good one, see? Thank you. It just came to me. That's what you now, we have the fabulous. <laughs> I know. We have the fabulous Avika Butterfly. She is stepping into the chat room. Hey, how are okay. you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We Thanks are great. We are great. Yes. <laughs> Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and perhaps something that nobody really knows. Oh, wow. Um. Well... I'm 32 years old. I reside in Dallas, Texas, and um, 
I have been writing, I want to say, since middle school. I have an 11-year-old son. I just got married. Um, And I I, I want to say something that people do not know. Oh, at least not close friends and family that I used to be in law enforcement for seven years. Oh. Interesting. (laughs) Absolutely. And tell us a little bit about your work. Well, I actually have two books published. Um, I published, well, I have one that was republished. Um, It was originally published December of last year, but I republished it in March. Um, and it's called um, Dallas, uh, a Dallas Love Triangle Stress Reliever. And then I have um, Blind Love, Enough is Enough. And that one came out in February. Um, Blind Love focuses on domestic violence. There are statistics in the back, which um, actually when I was doing some research in regards to that book, um, I was actually surprised at some of, you know, how high the statistics and the rates were for domestic mm-hmm. violence. So, um, and my mother actually, you know, was a victim of domestic violence, actually, when it came down to my dad. And um, so I felt the need to write on it. You know, I've had friends that went through it and a few other family members, you know, that were victims to domestic violence. So I felt the need to write on that, um, on that topic, on that issue. And, um, of course, with stress reliever, you know, everyone needs a little stress reliever every once in a while. So, you know, I, I, you know, touched bases on that. And that actually was um, a true story that a friend of mine went through as well. So, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Absolutely. Now I have a question for both of you. If you could spend time, it's a fun question, if you could spend time with the character from your book, whom would that be? And what would really? you guys do for the day? I would say it would be Roxy from Blind Love. Um, mainly because her her character was so raw and she was so down to earth. Mm-hmm. I I would honestly sit back and get a lot of feedback on, on life because Roxy went through some things as well. And she was very fearless, like, you know, she really was, and she was very, she spoke her mind, and I'm very blunt and speak my mind as well. So I would honestly say me and Roxy would probably literally spend the whole day talking. We'll probably go grab a bite to eat, and then we're just going to sit around and just talk and just laugh and just speak on so many different issues from political to love life to, to a little bit of everything, I honestly would say. Absolutely. All right. And Julia? Well, for me, my my book is a poetry book, but I could, I guess I could say like my my grandmother, because I wrote a poem about Mm -hmm. her, and she passed away. So if if I could spend time with anybody, it would probably be her to spend some more time with her. Oh. And what would you talk about? You would talk about a book of poems? Just life sorry, in general. Cause gra- and what would you talk about? Because grandparents can talk about any and everything from A to Z. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. for me, I would probably be just catching up on, I guess, everything that I've done since then and telling her about my book and all the stuff that I've done. 
just catching up with her. I've been, you know, I've been around her for so long, and I'm so used to being around her. So it just be reminiscing on old things and talking about new things. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that answer. See, now, man, this is how you answer questions. We love that. We love that, Julius. We love it, love it, love it. <laughs> now, Julius, you, you write poetry. What what are some of the things that you um that inspire you? That inspire your 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 creative juices to flow? Well, for me, things that inspire me are my interests and also just everything around me. I always look at things from a from a I guess I could say a poetic perspective. So when I'm just going about life and walking around, I think about things and I come up with ideas and I'm a, I'm a real creative person. So little things always inspire me and I and I love just thinking about how I could take a concept and, and something that comes in my mind and trying to flesh it out and rearrange it like after I write it down and try to like structure it as a poem. So a lot of it is my interest. Um, a lot of it are, are the experiences that I go through and, and trying to map those experiences with a, a poetic viewpoint or look at it from a metaphorical perspective. Have you always been interested in poetry growing up? Uh, I've always been interested in writing, and I've always been someone that uses a lot of metaphors and looks at things in a metaphoric type of way. I didn't start really uh, writing poetry until I got to high school, but I've always been interested uh, in writing, and, and it's always been something that I've enjoyed. And then when I when I uh, did start to do poetry, I started to read a lot of poetry. My, my favorite poet was Langston Hughes, so I look at a lot of stuff that he did. Um, I look at people like Amiri Barak, and I and I – gain inspiration from them and, and look at ways that they did it. So that's kind of how I got more into poetry because I think a lot of black poets have a way of really like touching people and really like connecting with people. That's that's what I like about black poets and poetry is that it has a way of, of affecting people without having to, to uh-huh. tell someone what it is but to make people feel what it is and and, and gain and understand what you're talking about from just feeling and understanding it from reading instead of just saying it outright. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, this is Tony because just like being, just like reading anything else and the readers themselves can take what they can out of the, the words and the pages that an author, and I'm going to use that word tonight right now, puts in, it affects each body, each person differently so whereas one person may be reading your poems and they get one message, another one may read the same poem and get something totally different. And um, and as far as putting it all together, that's the beauty, I think, of being a quote-unquote author is that you touch your readers individually and where they need to be touched at that certain moment. Bilka, how do you feel about that? Um, I completely agree with that. I really do. Um, 
I used to write poetry back in middle school before I began to write when it came down to, um, you know, books as well. And so um, mm-hmm. a lot that he's saying, yeah, you have to be able to, to touch the readers, you know, um, it's going to be a lot of people or some people that, that will not be able to relate to some of the things that you write about. Um, right. But it, but it was good on taking that, that criticism, you know, a lot of things that I look at, well, one of the main things that I look at is, is a lot of the um, reviews that I, I have on mm-hmm. Amazon, you know, and that helps me, that, mm-hmm. that helps to build, uh, you know, that, that helped me with my second book. And, of course, I'm writing part two mm-hmm. of Stress Reliever, so that is molding, okay, what I need to do for my next book, you know, and mm-hmm. so I can reach more or I can keep the, the, the fans or the audience that I do have. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. very important. And tell us a little bit about that book that you've gotten these reviews on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have reviews on both of them. Um, you mm-hmm. know, a, a lot, to be honest with you, a lot of people, they relate it more towards the, you know, the Blind Love book um, because mm-hmm. it hit home to a lot of people. You know, of course, they didn't like Anthony in the book, um, but it mm-hmm. hit home to a lot of people because they either went through the same thing or they knew someone that went through it. And, you know, it was some, some helpful things. They, it was something that you, you were able to learn, you, you know, you were able to learn from. I, I want to be able to write a book that someone can take a message from out of that book and, and just learn from it, you know. And so that's what they mm-hmm. were able to do with them in love. But, you know, you can't have a Absolutely. good book without having somebody to hate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they they hated they hated Anthony in there, and then they also, you know, um, they hated, uh, you know, they hated Trey and 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 stress reliever because they felt they he broke up the happy home, he broke up a happy home, mm-hmm. and so they hated him. Mm. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now, Vivica, do you think that your characters kind of uh? hijack or take over the story or do you feel that you really keep a good control over uh what happens throughout the story oh that's a good one um I want to say that um I keep pretty good control over the characters it really just depends on what the book is about because you have the main characters that they're going to have a bigger role or more to to write about you know, in the book, you know, it's going to be more that you're going to write about in the book, but as far as with, so it's going to be some that, that you're not going to read about as much. So it really just depends on the character and the role that they play. But um, I want to say that I would like to say that I keep a good balance um, within the characters. I've, I, when I, when I've read the reviews, I've, I haven't, you know, um, read a review yet to where they were like, hey, you know, you spoke too much on this character than the other. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Julius, I want to ask you, um, you know, you, you, you have such an interesting passion. You know, you love the arts, the painting, the video games. Have you learned anything about yourself being a poet? Because I think poetry is pretty deep. <laughs> I don't know, it may be just me personally, but I think it's pretty deep. Have you learned anything about yourself since you've been writing poetry? 
Well, I think I've learned to examine myself more, to look at the little details about myself. Sometimes, sometimes, depending on which poem, because sometimes I'm also looking at other people and other things, but one of the benefits is when I'm writing something that's really personal or writing something that's really about myself or influence from myself, Mm -hmm. I learn stuff Mm -hmm. about, you know, little details about myself, or I may even look at something about myself from a different perspective because some of my poems mm-hmm. will take something in my life and, and create a metaphor for it or create a way to connect people to it. And it would be just a different mm-hmm. way of looking at it. Um, I have like a one poem that I wrote. It was called, uh, it was, it was about, basketball but I wrote it from the perspective of a woman and the the poem was called I have a couple poems like that but one of them is called Lost Love and I wrote it Mm -hmm. as if it were about a woman where you can't even really tell that it it isn't but Mm -hmm. it's like looking at my relationship with basketball in that way so it's it's a different way of looking at it from how I would just look at it if I didn't start writing that and didn't try to create that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Now you have three women on the phone with you tonight, and you just you 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 can't just ease that up in here. Just give us a little bit of taste of your perspective on a woman <laughs> and basketball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll read. I can read the poem if yes, you want. Right. I can read the poem. Uh, just give me one second. I'm, I'm gonna find it right now. You not gonna slip that past the three women on this phone and and, and not expound no, on that. We're gonna sit and wait. Right. We you go ahead on the read. We'll wait. We're gonna wait and see okay. what you what you got. I got I you wanna hear it. Right? Okay, the poem. <laughs> right. The poem is called we're, Lost. We're waiting. It, she and I have grown too far apart. Her presence erased from within my heart. She and I could never be. I'm married to a dream that isn't she. She and I have history, but she's slowly becoming a distant memory. She and I were once we, but now there's just her and just me. She and I made love together. I thought I would be with her forever. She and I once harmonized. Now I long for what she felt like. She and I shared starry nights. We bathed together at twilight. She and I were inseparable until I chose to let her go. She and I were destined to fail as I courted several other girls. She and I, the fan we hit, to her alone I couldn't commit. She groomed me. I failed she. We will never be. All right now. I like that. But that that poem is about basketball, really. It's just about my relationship with playing basketball and not being able to play it as much as I used to or having different interests. But it, it looks like a like I'm writing about a woman that I, or someone that I dated, and I had different like Don't different girls with really different interests. <laughs> Don't be trying to clean it up now. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying that because I got a review. 
I got a review and uh-huh. someone thought it was about a woman, which oh. it, it's not, you know, a problem for them to think that because it's written to be like that. Right. But it's like your love. It's the like the love of something that, <laughs> right. It's like the love. And I, I, I see the, the correlation that you were talking about, but it's about your love of basketball. And sometimes you can't, always love it the way you want to love it. So that's kind of what I took from it. I, I liked it. I really did. Nice. I did too. Absolutely. That's kind of like my sister. That's kind of like my mm-hmm. sister. My sister used to play basketball. And, you know, after a while, like her passion for playing basketball, I mean, she played it in middle school, high school, and college. And then after a while, it's like that passion just slowly dwindled. And she had that fear because everyone expected Expected her to play that's the only reason why she played it but she had really no love for it she wanted to do other things she even actually played football you know but it, that mm-hmm. passion just slowly left her so yeah I can feel it I felt that mm-hmm. absolutely now I have a quick question for the both of you if we were sitting here a year from now and we were talking about your accomplishments in 2016 what are some of the things we would be speaking about We'll start with Ooh, for 2016, well, I just got my second degree. Um, a year from now, I would actually say that I would at least have another two or three books released. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, my goal is to turn one of my books into either, uh, you know, into a play, or I want to be able to send it off and, and hopefully Tyler Perry say, hey, I'm going to, you know, I, I want to be able to make a movie out of one of your books. And so that's something that I'm constantly, I'm trying to do currently now, you know, trying to get that type of attention. So hopefully a year from now, that's what you'll be hearing is that it's either a play or something more. Mm. Go, girl, go. <laughs> <laughs> and Julia. For me, I, I just did my first author website, and I I have another. Well, I have a whole bunch of poems that I have that I want to make another book out of. So I definitely want to mm-hmm. have that done next year at some point. Um, hopefully, another book because I have a couple book ideas that I want to work on, and a movie script or two I would like to have finished as well. So. That and just getting more reviews, um, getting just getting my book out there more, going out like to more places and meeting with people, doing more interviews. So hopefully, mm-hmm. just the profile of my book will be higher than it was right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're on the road. You have like 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 because uh, you have your goals and. You just have to do what it is to make those goals into actual, you know, things that you want it to be. So you're on the right path, and uh, I don't see anything stopping you, Mr. Love of Basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Julius, do you think you'll turn any of your mm -hmm. poems into um, a novel? That's something that I that I would consider. Um, I just don't really know right now because I I just published it. But I would you know I would do anything with my poems, like anything that would come to my mind. I would try different things 
if if I got the idea for it because I always would love to expand upon it and to do different things to get to get the most out of it really. And in that same vein, do do you see yourself like co-writing or co-authoring um, a book of poetry? That's a, it's a possibility. I'm I'm always open to mm-hmm. things. So I you know I never would say that that's not something I would do. Mhm. Always leave the door open. Right. Now I have a fun question for the two of you. I've been on this this color thing. See, last last month I was on superheroes. <laughs> this is Tony. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna ask you both the same question. We're gonna start off with the ladies. You have this beautiful big box of crayons, and uh, you want to add to it to make it outstanding. What color would you be, and why? Ooh. Well, <laughs> you said if I wanted to add to the crayons or if I if I just want to pick right. one out, if I had to pick a color. Um, no, if you were the color, if you were the color, what color would you be? Hmm. I would say I would be purple. Um, mm-hmm. my, and that's mainly and because... That? Well, color is purple has always been my favorite color, but it also it, it stands for royalty, you know. And um, I, I've I've never considered myself anything less than a queen, and I've always tried my best to carry myself as such as a black queen, as well as you know I wouldn't let anyone treat me any less than that. So I I, I honestly would add that color to the to the box of crayons, <laughs> you know, so it would be purple. <laughs> All right, now, Miss Royalty. Yeah. How about you, Julia? <laughs> well, for me, it would be blue. Blue has always been my favorite color, and I don't know, blue is like a majestic color. Like, it's always, it's, it's like a noble type of color, and, and I would see uh-huh. that as something that I would want to be. It, it, it also... It's something that you always see blue with something that's innovative or technology or something that's very advanced. So I think blue would be the perfect color for me to be because I see myself as somebody that's always doing something innovative or creative or trying to be different and and stand out. And I think blue is one of those colors that does that. Now, this is Tony, and uh, I'm going to just say this. I can see you both being the colors that you chose. I see, I don't want to make sure I pronounce your name right. Is it Viveka? Viveka. 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 I can see you just. I can I can see you just bursting in that box of colors with your purple, your royal purple, and just letting them know the queen has arrived. And Julius, I can see you as blue because you have been so. I've been trying to I've been trying to shake you up because you just seem so serious and you just seem so blue and I I want you to add a little red to that color get some fire behind you but I can see you bleeding the color blue I've been trying to find out how to get you to laugh and have fun with these three ladies on the phone and for some reason I see you being blue 
But I want you to be a bright well, I'm just blue. I'm trying to be professional. You, know? <laughs> you don't have to be professional in the chat room. We <laughs> we need to be more of a turquoise. We need to be turquoise. We haven't we haven't asked any unprofessional questions. But you well, I'm just trying to see myself as an author. <laughs> <laughs> You see, Miss Royalty has come up with a head. Took her stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing. I like to play. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but okay. I'm curious about. Uh huh. No, I was saying I was I curious about. You said. Go oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying that I was curious about um, the question that you asked about the super. You said last year you were doing last month you were doing superheroes. Yes, I'm a superhero fan. Now, okay, I'll ask you: If you were a superhero, what superpowers would you guys have, and and, and why? See, you got me wanting to know that now because that kind of piqued your interest. So you can go first. Because well, I like superheroes <laughs> too, and I and I got like multiple poems in my book. Inspired by uh-huh. certain superheroes too, so really? I'm into that as well. But uh, if okay. I were if I were a superhero, if I had superpowers, my powers uh-huh. would be um, the Green Lantern because he's like one of my favorite superheroes. And the reason being is Ooh. because his um his ring is is powered by his imagination and creativity. I think that's really cool uh, to be able to like create anything that you want to, as long as you have the mindset and the creative mind to be able to, you know, do and think of anything. So that that's the type of power that I would have. Now, see, you, I heard the excitement in your voice. There, there it is. <laughs> Talk about some superheroes. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking what about that. What superhero would you? <laughs> And uh-huh. what, what would be your superhero, Jim lady? Jim has had to ask that question, and I'm not. See, I should have been watching a little bit more of these superhero cartoons with my son. Um, I would say, <laughs> um, I have to make one of. I, I would say I would want to have the the power to whatever. I guess it'll be like the imagination. Whatever I wish, I would want that to to really just happen. You know, but it's uh-huh. more of I guess uh-huh. I'll probably be like the evil one because of the oh. fact that um, I'll probably be the evil one because like when people make me mad, like you know, I want to be able to think something and then for it to happen to them. So I think I'll probably be on the evil side. I'll be a villain. <laughs>
Now, before you guys step up the chat room, we want each of you to um, tell us all of your social media um, platforms where everybody can find you, and then also tell everybody about the books that you have available and where those books can be purchased, as well as any future projects or events that you guys have coming up. We'll start with Viveka. Viveka. Okay, um, well, of course, you can um, catch me on Facebook at Vivica Black Butterfly Flowers. Um, on Instagram, Authors Black Butterfly. Um, my Gmail, Authors Black Butterfly at gmail.com. I also have an Author Central page on Amazon. Um, you can actually just search Black Butterfly, B L A Q B U. T-T-E-R-F-L-Y um, on Amazon, and you'll be able to pull up both of my books. I'm also on Barnes & Noble. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how you find All right. Get that branding, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Julius, where can we find you, Mr. Blue? Mr. Blue oh, Superhero. My, uh... <laughs> <laughs> my my Facebook is Julius Jamal McLean. Um Julius J U L I U S Jamal J M A M A A L and McLean M C L E A N. Um my mm-hmm. Instagram is Julius I have a Julius Jamal McLean. So it's at Julius Jamal McLean. Instagram, Twitter mm-hmm. at Julius J McLean. Also have a I have an author website. It's com, And my books are, it's all on my website, but my books are available. Well, my book, the one book that I have is called Harlem Max and Footstep Blues. It's a poetry book. Mm-hmm. And it's available on Amazon in the Kindle and the paperback format. also have it on Barnes & Noble mm-hmm. in Kindle and paperback. And I have the ebook version on Apple iBooks. Smashwords, and also Kobo, Kobo e-reader. Okay. That's awesome. And I love that you, too, you know, you use your name, that brand, and you're not, like, all over the place with different names to find you because it's, it's right. a lot of energy to try to, you know, find different names. So I love the fact that both of you brand yourself. Right. Yeah, across the board on your social media site. So we have so enjoyed you guys here on Let's Chat, Leisha and I. And please, we hope that you guys come back. And uh, we're going to have another superhero question for Mr. Julius and Miss Royalty. Girl, you just doing your thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Yay. (laughs) Well, that's all right. Keep making it do what it do. Oh, you yeah, guys are I welcome definitely welcome anytime. Yeah. You guys are welcome anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll definitely be glad to come back on the show. Well, thank you. You guys have a great evening, and once again, thanks for joining us here on Let's Chat. Yeah, thank, thank you, Clive. All right. Okay, have Absolutely. a good, great night, guys. Uh, all right, y'all have you a good too. night, too. Bye. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. 
That was so fun. We don't, you know, I love to hear an author's passion, but, you know, I love to hear their creativity. And both of those authors are very creative. Uh, they gave creative yes. questions. They had that creative thought process. I, you know, a lot of times, uh, and both of them being fairly new authors, a lot of times you don't have that word of mouth to help uh, or that fan base to help get yourself out there. But what you do have is your personality. And that is why we mm-hmm. do what we do here on Let's Chat. We we support um, creativity, we support the arts, and we support authors um, immensely. We appreciate them coming on our show and just sharing their journey and their world with us. And we appreciate you guys sharing your time and getting to know these authors and what they have behind that pen, because I think that mm-hmm. is part of the support, learning, just learning about Absolutely. who that author is beyond the pen, beyond the, because see, as readers, if you're enjoying the work, you got to know where it comes from. Well, where does that creativity come from? Where does the passion come from? So then you come and listen to the chat, and you can hear those passions uh, of why authors do what they do, where they draw their energy from, to be able to create all of these wonderful things that we enjoy to read, whether it's poetry or novels, music. Um, it's an awesome, awesome experience. We appreciate you guys. Shout out to everybody on mm-hmm. Facebook that has responded to my post the difference between a writer and an author. They are actually still going strong. We appreciate you guys as well. We will not have a show next week because of the Thanksgiving holiday, but we will be back the following week. We appreciate you guys, and we're going to hit you guys with some of that Blue Marley and Yo Gotti. This is an exclusive. And we will talk to you guys later. Good night. <laughs> It's your boy, Yo Gotti. Gotti. This I live. 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 The picture, the money, it ain't the issue, I'm hustling. I'ma get it if I have to water, whip it, it's never. 36 O's, drop that in my bank account. Switch the hustle up on their ass and do the same amount. Augusta hustle, catch up to my muscle, bitch, I'm living. Yo, God, it told me he got work, I said, OG, let's get it. They do my dirt with no co-defendant, I know they switching. 30 inch wheels, but he broke, that boy got no ambition. I was 16, triple beam, leaning on him. Know the street couldn't hold me, they triple Teaming on me. I remember telling Frank, boy, I want a bag. Now I'm shopping with my bitch, all she want is Chanel. With the sleeve count sheep, I walk up count money. If it's white for the price, tell him I said run Remember, I ain't have a pot to piss me. Started whipping, 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 I look how I'm living. Chili in it, big got all my chains on. Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on. Told that walker blocker got that flame on. Say one. 